This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Welcome to the Padres Postgame Show on the Padres Radio Network. Coming up, we'll deliver a full recap of today's game with highlights. Plus, we'll take you down to the manager's office to hear from Bob Melvin. And we'll give you an update on scores from around Major League Baseball. The Padres Postgame Show starts now on the Padres Radio Network. We are live here at Petco Park as the Padres fall 2 to nothing to the Washington Nationals on this Saturday evening. Sam Levitt with you inside the loft here at the Western Metal Building at Petco Park. Final totals in this game here tonight for Washington. Two runs, six hits, no errors. And for San Diego, no runs, four hits, and no errors. A very frustrating night for the Padres offense on a number of different levels. Padres drop to 37-40. and 40. Washington improves to 29-46. and 40. Uh, 47 and it sets up the rubber game of a three-game series tomorrow at Petco Park with Seth Lugo on the mound for the Padres. Mackenzie Gore, the former Padre, part of that Juan Soto trade last summer on the mound for Washington. Much more on tomorrow's game coming up in just a little bit. But first, we have a lot to break down from this one here today. We'll hear from Bob Melvin in just a little while. We'll have the radio highlights for you in just a little while. But here's the bottom line. Unfortunately, not many offensive highlights. In fact, not one offensive highlight for the Padres in this game here today at a a moment in this game you almost felt like the Padres you hoped would uh, a a selfie selfie time hi I got lots of selfies lots of photos going on here all right thanks for uh, saying hello all right so back to the game you almost felt at times here tonight like you you almost wish the Padres would have saved some runs Uh, we have another selfie here hello hello Thank you for saying hello. All right. (laughs) Thanks so much for saying hello. All right. A lot of fans here inside the loft having a good time despite uh, the 2-0 defeat. Okay. Now back to what I was saying. Um, You almost wished at times tonight the Padres would have saved some runs from Friday and Thursday. The 10-0 win in San Francisco on Thursday. The 13-3 win uh, against the Washington Nationals last night because here tonight it was a totally different offense. I mean an offense that looked nothing like what we saw the last couple of nights. The Padres had traffic on the bases in this game. They had two on in the first inning. A base runner on in the second. Base runner on in the third. Same thing in the fourth inning. Two on in the fifth inning. Leadoff man on in the sixth inning. They left a combined seven base runners on in the first five innings of this game and the problem is that that was the left on base total for the game in its entirety seven left on for the Padres which tells uh, tells you they really had nothing doing in the final three innings in fact the Padres against the Washington bullpen in the final three innings here tonight nine up and nine down against Mason Thompson Kyle Finnegan and Hunter Harvey so the Padres had some traffic early and then late in just the two nothing game against the Nationals bullpen which has not been very good in the month of June at all they could not get anything going and here's a a little nugget for you the Padres didn't have a runner on third base in this game so from an offensive standpoint it was a totally different story than what we saw on Thursday and Friday, and you hope the Padres were past games like this, but unfortunately, here tonight, the offense are really ice cold as the Padres drop this game 2 to nothing to the Washington Nationals. When we come back, we'll have the radio highlights for you. Recap this one, plus we'll hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. Much, much more to come as we break this one down. Again, the final score, Nationals 2, Padres nothing. We recap it when we come back on 
the Padres Radio Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Post-game show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score here at Petco Park. The Nationals 2 and the Padres nothing as the Padres drop the middle game of this three-game series, setting up a rubber game of this series tomorrow afternoon here in downtown San Diego. Sam Levitt with you inside the loft here at the Western Metal Building at Petco Park. Still some people here inside the Western Metal Building finishing up a game of pool, finishing up their drinks, bartenders uh, getting uh, things ready to go for the uh, end of of the night and a tough one here for the Padres as they drop uh, this ball game to nothing no runs on four hits for the Padres in this game we got into the offense a little bit earlier in the first segment and we'll continue uh, to break it down we'll also hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin coming up in just a little bit as again the Padres drop back to three games below 500 at 37 and 40 you were hoping maybe they could win tonight tomorrow get back to 500 heading on the road that will not happen. The best Padres could do by the end of this weekend now is move back to two games below 500. We'll see if the Padres can win the rubber game of this series tomorrow. Let's break this one down with our game highlights. Let's go through the biggest moments from today's game with our game highlights. Presented by the new El Cajon Ford Commercial Service Center. Servicing all Fords up to F750s and motorhomes. The early story in this game, Matt Waldron making his major league debut on the mound for San Diego. He got the first two outs of the first inning, but then it was Jamer Candelario. As hard as you can. This one hit in the air to deep right field. Tatis going back. Don't believe he's going to have a play. This one going to go up over the barrel deck in right for Jamer Candelario. His ninth home run of the season, a solo shot here in the top of the first inning. And for the first time in this series, the Nationals have a lead. It's 1-0. Padres hit two on base in the first inning, but did not score. They couldn't do anything with a one-out single in the second. That became a theme in this game. The top of the third, Lane Thomas dug in with one out against Waldron. Thomas swings at the first pitch, strokes one in the air to deep left center. Soto back at the wall, going to go. Just got it over the fence in left center. And a home run for Lane Thomas. His 13th of the year, and the Nationals now lead 2 to nothing. Waldron then issued a walk to Luis Garcia, but he would proceed to retire the next seven batters in a row. He allowed a two-out single to Lane Thomas in the fifth inning. That was it for Waldron. Tim Hill got the final out of the fifth. Final line for Waldron, four and two-thirds innings, two earned runs given up, four hits. He struck out two, two walks, 62 pitches in his major league debut. A pretty good debut for Matt Waldron. Meanwhile, Josiah Gray was in command. He pitched five scoreless innings to begin his outing. He dealt with at least one base runner in each of those innings. The Padres left on seven through the first five innings of the game. In the sixth inning, Tim Hill pitched the scoreless frame. In the bottom half, Gray issued a leadoff walk to Xander Bogarts. He was, he was replaced after five innings and a third by Mason Thompson. Thompson struck out Gary Sanchez as Bogarts was then picked off first base on a throw by the catcher behind him. A double play to end the inning. Nationals led 2-0 after six. And the story continued to be the Padres offense struggling and in fact against the Nationals bullpen they would go 1-2-3 in the seventh inning with Odor, Grisham and Kim. They would go down 1-2-3 in the eighth inning with Tatis, Soto and Machado. The Padres still trailed 2-0 heading to the bottom of the ninth inning against right-hander Hunter Harvey. It was Bogarts, Cronenworth and Sanchez down 1-2-3 in the ninth inning. That was the ball game here tonight. Nationals win it. 2-0 over the Padres. Again, the Padres, no runs on four hits. I don't believe they had a runner on third base in this game here tonight. And the Padres left on seven. Those all came in the first five innings. A very disappointing day for the Padres offense after they scored 23 runs combined 
both on Thursday and Friday. But here today, just nothing going, not much uh, offense to speak of. And uh, that's the way it went here tonight as it sets up a rubber game of this three-game series tomorrow afternoon here in downtown San Diego. Certainly a lot more to talk about when it comes to the offense here today. But before we hear from Bob Melvin, I should mention the pitching for the Padres in this game Really very, very good. Matt Waldron, solid in his major league debut. 62 pitches, four and two-thirds innings. Two earned runs allowed. If he gets the final out of Lane Thomas in the fifth inning, that would have been a one-two-three frame. So very easily could have been five innings of two-run ball for Matt Waldron in his major league debut. And then you couldn't have asked for much more from the Padres' bullpen. Tim Hill ending in a third scoreless. Nick Martinez scoreless inning. Stephen Wilson scoreless inning. Adrian, uh, Adrian Morajone and Luis Garcia uh, working around a couple of base runners in uh, the uh, ninth inning for a scoreless frame. So uh, the Padres were right in this game all night long, but they could not get to Josiah Gray. And then the mix of Thompson, Finnegan, and Harvey combine uh, to shut things down as the Padres fall two to nothing. Let's go down towards the clubhouse here at Petco Park. Here from the skipper, Bob Melvin. Let's take a trip down to the Padres Clubhouse and hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. Presented by Sinley Food. Find your next cooking adventure at Sinley Food, 4665 El Cajon Boulevard. The Cook's Asian Resource. Based on the previous two nights, were you just waiting for the offense to come through again tonight? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, if you told me we were going to give up two runs tonight, I thought we'd have a pretty good chance to win. So obviously it didn't happen. You know, we had few opportunities but didn't really hit all that many balls hard to really put a scare in them we had a couple guys on a couple innings but that was it so not enough offensively it seemed like he had traffic what did gray do well to sort of work through it well, well he was a little more fastball heavy than we thought we, we we probably saw a little few more breaking balls the last couple of games you know he had struggled a little bit the last couple of games so you know, we had, like I said before the game, we had a few guys that had faced him, but, um, you know, it's it's kind of feel him out, see what he's throwing, try to get a good pitch to hit. We did hit a few balls hard, but, you know, couldn't come up with a big hit. How'd you like the way Matt Waldron handled himself in his debut tonight? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of nerves. Obviously, you're pitching here in front of a full house, and, you know, your first big league start. So, you know, he gave up a couple homers, but kept us in the game. Bullpen did a good job, only gave up two runs. I thought he handled himself well. He certainly went more knuckleball heavy yeah. later. Is that by design? Is that something? Do you know why it was that way? And then he went with the knuckleball. I think he just felt better about it later in the game. Where you know fastball slider, you know two pitches. Now all of a sudden, you know next time around, got to mix in something a little bit different. Uh, his knuckleball percentage was not high, you know, toward the end in, there in AAA, but. You know, it's one of those things where you make an adjustment during the game because of feel, and you throw a few more, and, you know, it ended up being a big pitch for him later. Is there a certain amount of importance on tomorrow's game, Bob? I mean... Yes, we'd like to win the series here. You know, I, I really thought we had a, a good chance to, you know, have three good offensive games here. You know, Max pretty good, you know, Mackenzie Gore, so we have our work cut out for us. But, yeah, I mean, at this point in time, leading up to the break, we, you know, we have five series. We'd like to try to win them all, and try to win ten games or whatever and get over a couple games over 500. So, I, you know, every time we have a chance to win a series, it feels like a big game because of where we are. What was your vantage point at the Bogarts play? It looked like he broke towards second. He did. He, he was trying to steal and didn't feel like he got a great jump, and then it looked like he slipped a little bit coming back, got picked off. Are the mechanics of that that, like, is he supposed to keep running there, or is that the right thing to do? If well, no. His instincts told him he didn't get a great jump, so he's trying to get back, and I think he lost his footing a little bit on the way back. Did Waldron, what he showed you today, and especially in those later innings, did he do enough to kind of put himself into that into that mix, like the next time you may, might need a spot starter or another, another guy? Sure. I mean, you know, you give up a home run and then you know you see how you respond after that you know gave up one more but um you know he had a few guys out there as well um only walked one cup four hits but you know we weren't probably going to take him more than five innings tops either way i mean we were prepared to do something after one time around the lineup if if it got you know we didn't like what we saw but it seemed to get better as it went along. I think had a lot, lot, lot of it had to do with the knuckleball. 
That was Padres manager Bob Melvin from down by the clubhouse here at Petco Park as the Padres fall 2 nothing to the Washington Nationals. You heard a lot there from Bob Melvin. Let's focus on Matt Waldron for a second because who knows, uh, depending on uh, if Michael Waka can return the next time through the rotation uh, or not. Certainly hope uh, he does, but uh, shoulder fatigue, that's what Michael Waka is dealing with right now. Padres could very well uh, need another spot start from somebody and just in general as the season progresses uh, you often need guys to come up from triple a and fill some roles in the rotation uh, unfortunately due to injuries things like that matt waldron in this game look i thought he was pretty good four and two-thirds innings two earned runs given up uh the pitch mix for waldron because we talked a lot about the knuckleball the four-seam fastball the slider the pitch mix for him tonight he threw 62 pitches, 50% were four-seam fastballs, 27% were sliders, 21% with the knuckleball. That was 13 out of the 62. And then uh, there was one that StatCast uh, deemed a sinker. I don't know if he really throws a sinker or not, but it was uh, classified as a sinker. So really you're looking at uh, 31, or excuse me, 50% four-seam fastball, 27% slider, 21% knuckleball and look the the results here tonight he was one out away from getting through five innings of two run ball i thought matt matt waldron uh did his job in this game here tonight you could hear uh the disappointment there from bob belvin when uh, talking about the offense and uh (laughs) it's what you sort of feared here tonight after two just outstanding offensive games and the padres just i'm not really sure why could not get Anything going against Josiah Gray, who was great in this game. Five innings and a third, no runs given up. The bullpen, like we've been saying for Washington, was really, really good between Thompson, Finnegan, and Harvey. And the only thing you'll wonder about is the difference between the righties and the lefties. It was all righties here tonight for Washington, including uh, the starter on the mound, Josiah Gray. Here are the numbers for the Padres against righties and lefties this year. Just batting average and OPS. Against righties, 225 batting average, a 693 OPS. Against lefties, a 253 batting average as a team, a 784 OPS. And what did you know, the last couple of games where they scored 10 runs and 13 runs, it was a left-handed starter on the mound in both games. Alex Wood, who uh, gave up six runs in three innings and a third on Thursday. And then yesterday, Patrick Corbin, who gave up seven in five innings. So we know, and we've talked about it a lot in the pregame, the Padres tend to hit lefties better, but you really hope they could find a way to come back and win this game. Even forgetting Josiah Gray for a second, he was really good tonight. I thought uh, early on the swings didn't look great for the Padres. First time through the order, uh, he was collecting uh, some strikeouts, six through five innings and a third. But I'll tell you this, and uh, the Nationals pitched some of their better relievers in this game, Thompson, Finnegan, and Harvey. But the Nationals' bullpen, something we talked about in the pregame, has a 4.91 ERA as a bullpen this season. That's second to last in the major leagues this season. And something we had mentioned in the pregame was the Nationals bullpen in the month of June. They had really, really struggled in the month of June. And I'll dive into some of those numbers a little bit later, but uh, the Padres just could not find a way to touch that Nationals bullpen again in the in the seventh, eighth, and ninth innings, nine up, nine down, including the eighth inning where it was T Soto and Machado due up against Kyle Finnegan, and the Padres went down one, two, three. So much more to discuss from this game. Again, Padres pitching staff did their part here tonight, gave up two runs on six hits, and uh, if you uh, like Bob Melvin alluded to, would have. Uh, told me before the game the Padres would give up two runs here tonight. I would be willing to bet the Padres would win this game, but did not happen in a 2-0 Washington win. We'll come back with much more after this on our Padres Radio Network postgame show at Petco Park. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. One, two, swing and a miss. Late on a fastball at 94. And Matt Waldron strikes out the first guy that he ever faces in the big leagues, one away. 
first major league strikeout for Matt Waldron in his start here tonight. Waldron goes four and two-thirds innings, two earned runs given up, gave up a couple of solo home runs, one to Jamer Condelario in the first inning, one to Lane Thomas in the third, and that was it for Matt Waldron. Four and two-thirds innings, two earned runs given up. Padres' bullpen does not surrender a run. But not enough here tonight as the Nationals win it two to nothing over the San Diego Padres. Sam Levitt with you on our post-game show here inside the loft at the Western Metal Building at Petco Park as we wrap this one up. Break it down. We will start taking some of your phone calls coming up in just a little bit if you want to get involved. Phone number to call is always 833-288-0973. Again, the phone number 833-288-0973. If you want to get involved on social media, you can do that as well. You can tweet at me. 97.3 The Fan SD on Twitter or Sammy Lev S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V Instagram's EMs as always are open as well Sammy Lev there S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V we have OTL Pierney uh, chiming in on Twitter uh, with a photo from the San Diego Wave match listening to the postgame show right now. Thanks so much for tuning in. Hope you have a great time at the Wave match. I uh, got to go out to a Wave match oh, about month and a half ago, two months ago, a while ago now, and it was a great time. I had such a good time at uh, the Wave match and hope to uh, make it out to uh, another one. It can be tough for me with the baseball schedule and uh, finding a, a good night to go where I'm free, but hope you have a uh, a terrific time uh, at the Wave match. Thanks so much for tuning in, and uh, if you have a good thought, uh, something uh, worth uh, responding to on Twitter, Instagram, let me know, and I uh, might just interact with your tweet or your DM live here on the air. Uh, we'll dive into the Nationals pitching here tonight in just a second, but I mentioned before the break that Washington's bullpen really had been in the midst of a tough month of June. The Nationals' bullpen, we said this in the pregame, and I always say we said this in the pregame, just so you know, we say a lot of good stuff in the pregame, and that's why you should tune in. We frame the game, I think, uh, really, really nicely for you every single night. Our pregame show before every game. Here was the number for Washington's bullpen in the month of June. A 6-4 OERA. That was the second highest ERA this month in the major leagues for any bullpen. But again, you wouldn't know it here tonight. Mason Thompson came in in the sixth inning with Xander Bogarts on first base and uh, struck out Gary Sanchez looking. That's when Bogarts got picked off first base. A uh, good play by Kaber Ruiz behind the plate. Got Bogarts to just took a, a a big secondary lead and could not get back. You know, I, I and I will during the break. I'd have to watch the play again. I don't know if Bogarts took off. I don't think he did. And then stopped, but uh, he strayed too far from the bag, and he was uh, picked off first base by the catcher, Caber Ruiz. It was a really nice play by him. And then after that, and this was, in my mind, probably the most disappointing part of this loss. Again, against this Washington bullpen that has some good arms, but they have not been good as a group, really, this year as a whole, and especially in the month of June. Padres went nine up, nine down with five strikeouts in the final three innings. So they were retired in order in each of the last three innings, including the eighth inning when they had Tatis, Soto, and Machado do up. And I'll be honest with you, as this game's going on, and I'm looking at things, and I'm looking at that bottom of the eighth inning, it's a 2 nothing Washington lead. I was thinking to myself, hey, Tatis, Soto, Machado do up. This is the time. you got to find a way to get a couple of runs here. And the Padres went down in order. So that part of it here tonight was uh, was pretty disappointing, and especially when you consider what the Padres' offense did both on Thursday and Friday, but just could not get anything going here tonight against this Washington bullpen. Let's talk a little bit more about the Washington starter. He's our ace pitcher of the game. Which pitcher was dealing today? Let's find out who's today's ace pitcher of the game. Brought to you by The Grilling Store at Hillcrest Ace Hardware. From Traeger and Weber to the Big Green Egg. All your grilling and barbecue needs are inside The Grilling Store at Hillcrest Ace Hardware. Our ace pitcher of the game here tonight will go with Josiah Gray who was really good in his start here in San Diego. Five innings and a third, no runs given up. Four hits, he walked four, struck out six, 99 pitches. Wasn't perfect in this game. Like we said earlier, dealt with base runners in 
every inning. I mean, he didn't have one inning where he didn't have a base runner on. Two on in the first inning, one on in the second, one on in the third, one on in the fourth inning, two on in the fifth inning, and left the game with a base runner belonging to him in the sixth inning. So, look, he had to deal with trouble and uh, did not allow runner to get to third base in this game here tonight. So, really good job by Josiah Gray, I thought. And I thought... You know, some of the swings the Padres took did not look great. He he was really in command despite the four walks. So good job by Josiah Gray. He's our ace pitcher of the game. And that is, you know, what is uh, sort of confusing about tonight's game. And uh, and, and the part of it that I suppose is is a little bit disheartening is that it's no secret. And it's something, uh, I keep saying it now, I'm not going to say it again. We talked about it in the pregame, but the Padres, what they've done in games where they've won, uh, in the last stretch here and what they've done offensively in games they lost. These were the numbers coming into today. The Padres offense had scored 5.23 runs per game in the last 30 games since May 21st. That ranks sixth in the major leagues. But here's here's the number that is pretty consistent with this game today. The Padres have averaged seven runs per game in wins since May 21st, the span of 30 games entering today. In the games they lose in that span since May 21st, only three runs per game. So again, seven runs per game in the wins, but three runs per game in the losses. That's a big discrepancy. And here tonight, no runs. And we saw what the offense did on Thursday and Friday, how good they were at just getting the bat on the baseball, putting it in play, the power And here today, it just sort of makes you scratch your head. No runs on four hits, and they just could not get anything going against this Washington pitching staff here tonight. So we'll continue to break that down. Again, we'll uh, take your phone calls if you want to get them in a little bit later, 833-288-0973. Let's take a wider look at the major leagues as we tell you who went deep. Which players went deep tonight? This is our MLB Home Run Tally, presented by Mr. Moto Pizza, bringing back the old New York pizzeria experience with fresh, funky, thin crest gourmet pies and the original stuffed knots. With eight locations in San Diego, find your favorite at MrMotoPizza.com. We take a look at the Home Run Tally here tonight, tell you who went deep around the major leagues for Arizona Cattell Marte hit his 13th home run for Atlanta. Matt Olson, Ozzy Albies, and Travis Darno all went deep for Matt Olson, his 24th home run. For Baltimore, Anthony Santander, 13th home run of the year. Tristan Cassis for Boston, his 9th home run. The White Sox hit three home runs today. Andrew Vaughn, Jake Berger, and Yasmani Grandal went deep. For Cincinnati, Spencer Steer, his 11th. Matt McClain, his 4th. For Houston, Alex Bregman, his 11th. For Kansas City, Freddie Fermin and Drew Waters both went deep. For the angels oh the angels wait till the out-of-town scoreboard if you have not heard about what's going on in colorado tonight mike trout and this is what i counted up earlier i'd have to see if anybody else went deep since i last looked at it but here's what i have on my list so far mike trout 17th home run mickey moniak is seventh brandon drury is 13th and uh put it this way the angels have scored more than a few touchdowns in Colorado. More on that game later. David Peralta, fifth home run for the Dodgers today. Luis Arise had a big day for Miami, his third home run. Carlos Correa, number 11 for Minnesota. Starling Marte, the fourth home run of his season in a Mets win in Philadelphia today. Billy McKinney, a home run for the Yankees. Seth Brown, a home run for Oakland, his fifth. Nick Castellanos, a home run for Philadelphia, number nine for him. Julio Rodriguez, 13th home run for Seattle. Mike Ford, his fifth. J.P. Crawford, his fifth as well. Wonder Fry Franco in his return to the lineup for Tampa Bay. Remember, he was benched in two straight games by Tampa Bay. His ninth home run in his return. Joey Gallo, his 12th home run of the season earlier today. Danny Jansen, his 10th home run for Toronto. And that's a look at the home run tally. Who's gone deep around the major leagues already here today? And looking at the out-of-town scoreboard, everything has gone final aside from that one game in Colorado where the... uh, uh, the Angels have uh, hung a, 
a few touchdowns, more than a few touchdowns, and a few extra points on the Colorado Rockies. We'll take a deeper look into that game coming up a little bit later. Still much more to do. We have to give out some more of our nightly awards. Again, if you want to get involved on the phones, you can do that, 833-288-0973. And we'll continue to break this one down as the Nationals beat the Padres here tonight, 2-0 in downtown San Diego. Postgame show continues when we come back on the Padres Radio Network. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. field Soto back gonna hit off the wall on a bounce Juan plays it well fires into second base Vanessa's is there the tag and he is out at second gonna hang a star for Juan Soto played the bounce perfectly off the wall fired to second base Kim tag Manessis out two away Nice defensive play by Juan Soto in the sixth inning, throwing out Joey Manessis at second base after a single that uh, bounced off the wall, and then uh, Soto played it perfectly, made a good throw to second base, and that was the second out of the sixth inning, and that was a highlight here tonight on the defensive side for the Padre part. No highlights on the offensive side for the Padres here tonight. No runs on four hits in this 2-0 loss to the Washington Nationals in Game 2 of this three-game series. Sam Levitt with you on our post-game show from inside the loft here at the Western Metal Building at Petco Park. The loft is cleared out. Petco Park is cleared out. Now just uh, me here at Petco Park and you. Uh, listening maybe in the car on the way home from the game wherever you are as uh, we enjoy this beautiful Saturday night here in America's finest city the crowd here tonight another great one 43,364 the 30th sellout already here on June 24th this season here in San Diego fans had a lot to cheer about yesterday not so much in this one here today we'll give out some more of our nightly awards we'll also take your phone calls if you want to get them in 833-288-0973 you can get involved on social media at uh, 97.3 the fan sd or tweet at me sammy lev s-a-m-m-y-l-e-v or on instagram sammy lev there as well dms are open if you want to talk about this game may just read your tweet or your message here on the air we have padres gal on twitter saying hi sammy what happened to small ball well padres gal in this game tonight i don't know where really there would have been an opportunity for a small ball, you know, bunt a runner over situation. Certainly in a 2 nothing game, you might have a, a situation that calls for that. But I'm just looking at this inning by inning. First inning, you get a two-out base runner. So not there. One-out base runner in the second. That seemed, I mean, you're not bunting a, a runner over in the second inning, uh, you know, to, to have two outs and a runner on second. Two-out base runner in the third. Two-out base runner in the fourth inning. Two-out base runners in the fifth inning. In the sixth inning, Padres got the leadoff man on in Bogarts, but you're down to nothing at that point. I don't think you're trading, you know, an out there for getting a runner to second base. There really wasn't an opportunity to do anything like that here tonight. Now, have the game, you know, had the Padres put base runners on in the seventh, eighth, ninth? Maybe there's a scenario with that, but down two. You know, you have to be very careful trading outs uh, when you're trying to get two runs to tie the game. And here's the bottom line, and I've said it now a few times. uh, One of the disappointing aspects of this game was the Padres getting retired 10 in a row to end the game. From the Sanchez, a strikeout in the sixth inning. And that was the double play when Bogarts got picked off first base by the catcher Ruiz on a really nice play by Ruiz. Bogarts getting uh, a little bit too far off the bag at, at first base. After that, again, it was 1-2-3 in the 7th, 1-2-3 in the 8th, 1-2-3 in the ninth inning. So uh, really uh, not much opportunity for small ball. I, I don't think that was the problem here tonight. The problem here tonight really was, I suppose, twofold. 
number one when the Padres had base runners on and the couple of chances. They only had two at-bats with runners in scoring position. Couldn't find a way to cash in in those opportunities. And again, I just look at the first five innings, seven left on. They couldn't do anything with that base traffic. And then later in the game, couldn't get any base runners on. So it was just... For the offense, uh, not much going on at all, um, really, throughout the ball game, despite having the traffic on the bases in the fifth inning. So I don't think it was small ball here tonight or lack of, uh, you know, execution or creativity when it comes to that. Padres just didn't have much going offensively. Again, didn't have a base runner on third in this game. Um, so that's that's kind of the deal with that. Uh, you know, unfortunately, this was another one or two run game. The Padres didn't win. The Padres are now 14 and 23 in one in two run games this season, which is something we've talked about before. If they just had a, a bit of a better record, let's say one four or five more of those games. I mean, you, you'd probably feeling very differently about the first half of the season. Still probably not as good as you would like, but they'd be over 500. We know that. It's been a real struggle. Again, one-run games, 5-13, and 13, one or two-run games, they dropped to 14-23. and 23. Here was a note that our friend Ben Higgins from uh, Ben and Woods here on 97.3 The Fan tweeted out uh, about 45 minutes ago, and, and Ben tweeted this. Padres are now 4-19 and in their last 23 games, decided by one or two runs. Those two close wins, uh, well, 4-19 in their last 23 games, decided by one or two runs. That was the number. So when I say 14-23 and overall, again, keep in mind, the last 23 of those, they're only 4-19. and and according to Ben, he then retweeted that with this. The Padres are 19-24 and 24 overall with a plus 36 run differential uh, during uh, that stretch, which started on May 6th. And the run differential is a weird thing to look at if you're a Padres fan this season because it really doesn't match up with what the record is. And part of that is what we've seen the last few days where the Padres, and we talked about the offensive numbers, the runs, uh, the runs per game when they win versus when they lose in, in the last uh, month plus now. And when they win, they score a lot. When they lose, they don't score a lot, which sounds really simple. And maybe, you know, and maybe you assume that, but the difference is seven runs and three runs. Again, they tend to score a lot when they win, um, but when they lose, uh, it's typically because they don't score. And we know the pitching for the most part has been really, really good. The Padres have on the season a plus 36 run differential. And just compare it to the rest of the division. Because all you have to do to understand why it's so odd that the Padres have that much of a positive run differential and are three games below 500. The only thing you have to do, look at Arizona in first place. Their run differential is plus 33. They're 14 games above 500. Look at the rest of the division. Plus 48 run differential for San Francisco. They're 11 games above 500 for LA. The Dodgers, they're 10 games above 500. They're plus 48. So the Padres are right around those numbers, a little bit less, a little bit less than the Dodgers in San Francisco, but certainly Arizona. Padres have a better run differential by three runs than Arizona does this year, but the records are really different. So that number is odd, and it sort of supports that idea of it's been very much a feast or famine offense uh, for more than a little while here, and certainly the last two games compared uh, compared to tonight uh, fall right in that category. So uh, certainly frustrating uh, here tonight for the Padres offense. Let's tell you about our relief pitcher of the game. Which pitcher was able to come in and slam the door shut? It's time for the relief pitcher of the game in support of the Jacobs and Cushman San Diego Food Bank, providing food assistance to local children, families, and seniors in need. To get help or give help, visit SanDiegoFoodBank.org. Our relief pitcher of the game here tonight. We've got to stay on the Nationals tonight, who had a four-hit shutout. I'm giving it to Kyle Finnegan in the eighth inning. And I mentioned it earlier. You looked at that eighth inning, Nationals leading 2-0 to Tease, Soto, Machado, due up. Fernando struck out, Soto struck out looking. Machado hit a ball hard, really hard, 
but lined out to right field, one, two, three, in a scenario there where you feel like that might be the inning with the guys the Padres have up where they could tie this game, take a lead. They did not. Kyle Finnegan shut them down, one, two, three, in that eighth inning. So for that reason, Kyle Finnegan, our relief pitcher of the game, I thought what he did in that eighth inning was really impressive. And the Padres had a little bit of uh, bad luck in this game because I mentioned that line out from Andy Machado. It was 108 off the bat, 108.3 exit velocity to be exact. That was the hardest hit ball of the game, and it was an out. And the two home runs in this game were even less on the exit below than that. Jamer Candelario's was 107. Lane Thomas was uh, 101.7. So that kind of night for the Padres' offense. They had the hardest hit ball of the night, but it was an out off the bat of Manny Machado in that eighth inning as the Padres get shut out. Let's tell you about our player of the game. Which player had the biggest impact on today's game? <laughs> Let's find out who is today's player of the game. Presented by Valley View Casino and Hotel. Catch every game at Patties and Pints. Plus, enjoy $4 beer every Thursday. Visit valleyviewcasino.com today. Our player of the game here tonight, Lane Thomas, who had three hits in this game, including a home run solo shot in the third Really good in this ball game here tonight for Washington. Two solo home runs, one by Candelario, one by Lane Thomas. He was the only national tonight to have more than one hit. In fact, Lane Thomas was the only player for either team here tonight to have a multi-hit game, have more than one. So certainly Lane Thomas, player of the game tonight. Three for four, home run. The home run was number 13 for Thomas. We talked about in the pregame. He had been swinging a really good bat as of late, and Lane Thomas certainly had a big impact on this ball game here tonight. All right, if you want to get a phone call in, you can, 833-288-0973. Again, if you want to interact on social media, you can do that as well. Hit me up on Twitter or Instagram, Sammy Lev, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V. When we come back, we'll take a look at the full out-of-town scoreboard, get you up to speed on what's going on around the majors today, including... A wild game in Colorado. The Angels with touchdowns of runs in Colorado tonight. More on that and much more to come in our post-game show after this on the Padres Radio Network. Our post-game show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Final score here tonight, the Nationals 2 and the Padres nothing. Sam Levitt with you inside the loft here at the Western Metal Building at Petco Park. Great to have you with us on this Saturday evening. If you were at the game here today, hope you had a great time. Not a whole lot to cheer about with the Padres getting shut out. No runs on four hits, but uh, certainly a beautiful afternoon into evening here at Petco Park. Still a lot to do. We'll take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard in just a moment. Give you our play of the game as well. Wrap this thing up from downtown San Diego. Uh, before, and, and we'll uh, uh, give you the the, the um, uh, first pitch time tomorrow and all that coming up in a second. But one thing Bob Melvin was asked about in the post-game press conference, uh, he was asked a, a question um, uh, that was basically, you know, how important of a game is tomorrow? Um and I think the bottom line is the Padres would hate to lose this series. The Nationals entered today with the worst record in baseball. And you don't try to put too much pressure on one game, but after, especially after the way they won on Friday, what they did on Thursday, it would really hurt to lose tomorrow. You want to win series. You want this team to go on a run. And unfortunately, they can't sweep this series, but you would like to take two out of three. Uh, from this Nationals ball club. No disrespect to the Nationals, but again, the record is the record they came into today with the worst record in the NL. But like Bob Melvin alluded to, he's not going to be easy tomorrow. Mackenzie Gore, former Padre, of course, a big piece in that trade for Juan Soto last summer on the mound for the Nationals tomorrow. I had a chance to uh, catch up a little bit with Mackenzie uh, earlier uh, in the uh, uh, in the uh, Nationals Clubhouse today. And uh, Mackenzie and I go uh, go back. He was on the uh, 2019 Texas League champion, I should mention, Amarillo Sod Poodles. He began that 2019 season at high A with Lake Elsinore, and then he came up to double A 
and um, and uh, finished the season with Double uh, A Amarillo at the time, the Padres Double A affiliate. Uh, so I got to know McKenzie back then. Good seeing him today inside the Padres clubhouse. And Gore has had a, a little bit of an up and down first half of the year. Three and six, four oh two ERA, fifteen starts for McKenzie, eighty and two thirds innings. He struck out ninety five, walked thirty four, eighty hits allowed. He's given up thirteen home runs. Much more on McKenzie Gore in the pregame tomorrow. But McKenzie's got a lot of talent and. You would imagine he's motivated. Now he's faced the Padres once in Washington earlier in the year, but you'd imagine that tomorrow will mean something to him back here in San Diego, a team that brought him up to the major leagues. He was the number one prospect in the organization for some time, and they traded him uh, for Juan Soto last summer. So he certainly has motivation to perform well against this Padres lineup tomorrow, although a Padres lineup, like we illustrated earlier, that is generally, and as of late, been better against lefties than righties. So McKenzie dealing with that tomorrow. We'll see how the Padres do. Again, uh, you know, any game, you know, that really isn't a, an absolute must win, I think in the course of an 162-game baseball season, isn't really a must win. But certainly from the feel perspective, how you would feel about this series, you would like the Padres to win tomorrow and take two out of three from the Washington Nationals, then day off on Monday, and a six-game road trip to Pittsburgh and Cincinnati and the Reds playing extremely well right now. We'll have more on their game in a second uh, against the Braves today. But a road trip coming up. Bottom line, you would like the Padres to win tomorrow and take two out of three in this series. More on that game tomorrow coming up in a bit. Let's take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard. Let's go around Major League Baseball and take a look at the scores you need to know from across the country. This is the Out of Town Scoreboard presented by Jensen Meat, where great taste meets integrity. Locally produced in San Diego since 1958. We begin with the Angels and the Rockies in Colorado. The Angels beat the Rockies 25-1. to And they scored 24 of those runs in the first six innings. They scored 23 of those runs in the first four innings. Two in the second, 13 in the third. A 13-run third inning. Eight in the fourth inning, one in the sixth inning, and one in the eighth inning. 25 runs on 28 hits. The Rockies got one run on seven hits. The Angels hit how many home runs in this game? One, two... Three, four, five. Five home runs in this game, including one by Mike Trout, his 17th of the season. One by former Padre, Brandon Drury, his 13th of the season. What a night for the Angels. 25-1. to It was a historic third inning. 13 runs. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. The Angels in Colorado tonight. I just want to look this up. The 13-run inning was a franchise, well, they set franchise record for runs and hits in the uh, in the game. But I want to see the 13-run uh, inning. Was that a record of, of some sort? I'm not totally sure. Not totally sure. Okay. Maybe I'll tell you more about it tomorrow. I'm trying to do some live research here. All right. Not great radio. Tell you more about it tomorrow, but again, 25 to 1. Angels win it in Colorado. Uh, Tigers beat the Twins 3 to 2 in Detroit. Dodgers beat the Astros 8 to 7 in LA. The Dodgers had a late rally in that game against the Astros as they beat Houston. Dodgers uh, scoring two in the seventh inning, three in the eighth inning uh, to come back and beat Houston. Other scores. Marlins beat the Pirates 4-3 in Miami. Like we said earlier, Luis Arise had a home run in that game, his third of the season. Of course, Arise flirting with 400. After today, the home run, he went one for three. His average is 401. He is flirting with staying at 400 through the end of June. Very exciting. Guardians beat the Brewers 4-2 in Cleveland. Royals over the Rays 9-4 in Tampa Bay. White Sox beat the Red Sox 5-4 in Chicago. Elvis Andrews, a game-winning single in the bottom half of the ninth inning for the White Sox. Beat the Reds 7-6. The Reds had a 12-game win streak come to an end as the Braves win it. Blue Jays beat the A's 7-3 in Toronto. Vladimir Guerrero Jr., a home run in that game. Danny Jansen also had a home run. Yankees beat the Rangers 1-0 in New York. 
Orioles beat the Mariners 6-4 in Baltimore. The Mets beat the Phillies 4-2 in Philadelphia. Starling Marte, a home run in that game for New York. Giants beat the Diamondbacks earlier 7-6. Luis Matos, his first career home run in that game for San Francisco. And a long time ago this morning, I watched this game while I was getting ready for uh, today's Padres game in my pajamas at uh, around 10 a.m. Cubs beat the Cardinals in London 9-1. to They'll play one more in London tomorrow. And that's a look at the out-of-town scoreboard. If my memory serves me correctly, the, the game today was at, I think it was 10 a.m. in London. The game tomorrow is at 7 a.m., Cubs and the Cardinals in London. 7 a.m., first pitch tomorrow. Marcus Stroman in the midst of a fantastic year on the mound for Chicago in that one. Let's tell you about our play of the game from the Padres and the Nationals here tonight. What was the crucial play that helped decide the outcome of today's game? This is the play of the game. Presented by Bill Howe Plumbing, Heating and Air, Flood and Restoration. Because we know how. Our play of the game here tonight will go with the first home run hit by Washington, Jamer Candelario. Solo home run against Matt Waldron. They got another solo home run by Lane Thomas in the third. Didn't even need it. One at two nothing. Padres never scored a run. So we'll go with that Candelario home run against Matt Waldron. In the first inning, Waldron got the first two outs. Then the Candelario home run made it one nothing. And again, a congratulations to Matt Waldron on his major league debut. Anytime a player makes his major league debut, very, very special. Waldron again. Pretty solid. Four and two-thirds innings, two earned runs given up, 62 pitches. Padres got him out of there pretty quickly. And the bullpen for the Padres tonight. Can't ask for much more. Tim Hill, Nick Martinez, Stephen Wilson, Adrian Morajone, Luis Garcia, all scoreless. Kept this game at 2-0 from the third inning on. And again, the offense, the big story here tonight. Padres did not have a runner on third base in this game. Their last hit was in the fifth inning. Last base runner was in the sixth inning. The Xander Bogarts leadoff walk, and the Padres then went down in order in the seventh, in the eighth, and in the ninth. That's the story here tonight. Disappointing night for the Padres offense, especially after the last two games, uh, games 10 runs and 13, uh, 13 runs in San Francisco and here in San Diego last night. We'll see if the Padres can bounce back tomorrow. A uh, former Padre on the mound for the uh, for the Nationals tomorrow. Left-hander Mackenzie Gore on the mound for Washington. Of course, Mackenzie, a big part of that trade for Juan Soto last summer. Right-hander Seth Lugo will make his second start after coming off the IL for the Padres tomorrow. So Lugo against Gore. First pitch tomorrow, 1.10 p.m. Our Eco Water SoCal Padres pregame show will begin at 12.10. Certainly hope you can join us tomorrow. Taking a look at the final totals in this game here tonight. Middle game of this three-game series. For the Nationals, two runs, six hits, no errors. They left on seven. For the Padres, no runs, four hits, no errors. They left on seven as well. Winning pitcher, Josiah Gray, who improves to five and six. Matt Waldron took the loss in his major league debut. He's 0-1. And the save goes to Hunter Harvey, his fifth of the season. Time of game, two hours and 45 minutes. Here's what's crazy tonight before I get to the attendance. How about this? Today's game, a 2-0 game. Two hours and 45 minutes. Yesterday's game, the final score was 13-3. One team scored 13 runs. The time of game was 229. <laughs> I mean, that's crazy, right? 2-0 here today was longer by quite a bit, by 16 minutes than a 13-3 game last night. That's crazy. The attendance here tonight at Petco Park, the 30th sellout of the season already. Another tremendous crowd. Shout out to the fans who continue to come out night after night to make this place rock. 43,364. Once again, if you missed any of our post-game show, you can listen to all of it or any of it, any part of it, on the Inside San Diego Baseball podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcasts. For our great studio coordinator, Nick Danucci, I'm Sam Levitt saying so long and good night. Again, the final score, the Washington Nationals 2 and the San Diego Padres nothing. We'll talk to you tomorrow on the Padres Radio Network.